Well, welcome and happy Monday. Or whatever day it is, we say this every Right. Day. Dang it. I forget. People don't listen to us right away. That's ambitious well, of us to think that. I know. But happy day. Happy day. Happy day. Hello. My name is Max. I'm Danielle. And you're listening to our, our little show, Offbeat Tracks. Thank you so much for downloading us. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we have a, um, a pop band that I think is well known for a couple of songs to talk about today. Yes. And that's an understatement, of course. If you like 80s music, everyone knows this group. Yeah. Or uh, if but, you have just ever listened to 80s music on any sort of thing. Yes, any exactly. Any sort of pop Pandora station, one of these is coming. But up. this isn't us selling out. You can only name no. you can only name two Hi. of their songs, so we're going to talk about the rest of them also. Exactly, a, we, we do these episodes for a reason. Also, we don't care about selling out. Come on, that's you're absolutely right. Jesus. In fact, if you want to advertise with us, please email us. Yeah, offbeatrackscast like, at gmail dot com. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, uh, before we get into this episode, though, I have something that is totally not germane to the topic that I just stumbled across this week that I had to share with you because it's oh, so I'm funny. Excited. So, uh, we just got Slack at work a few weeks ago, yes. and everyone is very new to Slack. If you don't know what Slack is, it's essentially an intra-office communication tool. And uh, one of our older employees was clearly having an issue and just Yay. typed just typed hello into one of the channels. <laughs> sort of like an is this thing on, I guess. And uh, so I decided to be a smartass and uh, reply with a YouTube link to Lionel Richie's hello music video. And I hadn't actually sat down and watched this video in probably 15 years. Mm. When was the last time you watched this, just out of curiosity? Uh, full, fully, uh, probably 15, 20 years. Right. It was on pop-up video. Well, I hadn't remembered that the storyline was that Lionel is a teacher who is, like, creeping on a student. And it's it is, I will say... Student. A blind Yes, I remembered the part where she's blind, because that's the whole point of the video. And she makes this bust in the end. Going to get to that in a second. But yeah, I totally overlooked the creep factor of this, right? Because it, they really don't make it clear whether it's high school or college. And really, not that college is that much better than high school. I mean, one would assume, you know, this is either way. It's still a dude in power creeping on this student. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, totally not the point. So in the end of this music video, of course, the blind student has made a bust that looks nothing like Lionel Richie. <laughs> I love how, for being blind, she realizes how giant his head is. Right. So I wanted to see, like, after watching this, I was like, well, geez, what kind of teacher is he supposed to be? So I decided to go to look at the Wikipedia page for this video to see oh, if it was boy. mentioned anywhere. And I have to share this this portion of the article that I came across because I could not stop laughing. It says, quote, the bust used in the video which bears little resemblance to Richie. <laughs> Glad that they acknowledge it. <laughs> has been parodied in popular culture. Richie himself complained to the video's director, Bob Giraldi, that the bust did not look like him. Director Giraldi's response was, Lionel, she's blind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hope you're having a great day. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> What's he going to respond to that? Also, I will just say too, it just in general on Wikipedia articles about music videos that are because most, especially '80s videos that are absurd, like they they will describe the whole plot of a video in like very sophisticated language. Like oh yes, it's not ridiculous, and it's one of my favorite things to look at on Wikipedia because <laughs> it's like they're they're really trying to be scholarly about it, but you can't be scholarly about these things. A woman enjoying a dining experience opens her comic book to discover that the young man depicted inside. Yes, I love it. Yes. <laughs> um, so so we are talking about Mr. Mister today, who you have undoubtedly heard of, as we already mentioned. Um, yeah. 
I did not really know anything about Mr. Mister, so this part was kind of fun to research who they were. Also, can I point out that I forgot since last time that we were doing a Mr. Mister episode, mm-hmm. and like I've never really delved into the catalog of Mr. Mister apart from the two big songs. Um, and one of these I had not heard, and it came up on a mix like a week and a half ago or something, and I totally forgot about it. And I was like, I need to tell Max when you do a Mr. Mister episode because this song bangs. And then I was... I bet I know which one it was. And I'm going to guess when we get there. We're going to get there, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I don't know why I had always thought Mr. Mr. was British. Another one of these groups that that seems British. Or or I also maybe thought they were Australian. But they are neither. They're from Phoenix, Arizona. Go figure. Yeah, I totally thought the same thing. That was one of going to be the first thing I mentioned. And I also did not realize that they rose from the ashes of another group. And also that they were like super talented studio musicians. Yeah. So let's run this down. The four guys in Mr. Mr. who make up the core of Mr. Mr. were Richard Page, who was the vocalist and bass player. Steve George, who played keyboards. Pat Mastaletto, who played drums. And Steve Ferris, who played guitar. Richard Page, he was from Iowa. He moved to Alabama and then Phoenix. That's how he ended up in Phoenix. Steve George was from Bloomington, Illinois, and somehow ended up in Phoenix, which is where the two of them met and formed a group called Pages, which we're going to talk about in just a sec. Pat Mastaletto, he's like a California guy from Northern California, um, and he became a studio session drummer, which is how they found him. So basically, yeah, this this whole... These guys were a collective of dudes who ended up one way or the the other uh, being studio session musicians. Um, Richard and Steve, who I think had known each other since they were kids, formed this group called Pages in the late 1970s, and they released um, three albums, if you can believe that, uh, as Pages. Uh, the first one in 1978, um, and I'll, I'm going to throw a little a clip here, just like a little medley of Pages songs, so you can sort of hear their their uh, trajectory, if you will. Years ago we were here, now you're So yeah, Pages, it's like very, um, very late 70s, early 80s. It is like, it's, I actually wrote for each individual song. I was like, I didn't know we were doing a Foreigner episode. Right. I didn't know we were doing a Steely Dan episode. I didn't know we, yeah. were, we were doing a Doobie Brothers in the Michael McDonald era Yeah, exactly. Episode. It's like very, it's like <laughs> straddling the line between Yacht Rock and AOR. Yeah, like if you would hear it, you would be like, you could be like, this came out in 1978. Yes. Yeah. Also, go look at the album covers because they look exactly like how you think they look. Exactly. The giant beards and the, you know... Really hairy chests with the button-down shirts unbuttoned down to all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They look exactly like like the Yacht Rockers they, they sound like. Oh, yeah. So Mr. Mister comes about after Paige's kind of tanks and doesn't really go anywhere. They do so, some session work in between. The guys all do. And, right. And yeah. this so this is how they met. As as the, I think Richard and Steve were kind of like, oh, well, we can just keep being session musicians since this Paige's thing isn't working out. And then they meet these other two guys and they formed Mr. Mister. And uh, the first Mr. Mr. Record comes out in 1984. It was called I Wear the Face. Um, It was not a very big hit in the U.S. Um, Peaked at number 170 on the album's chart. Their first single did not chart at all. It was called Talk the Talk. Had you ever heard this one before? No. I loved this. It's okay. I think it's great. It's really upbeat. It's very energetic. It's, It's... 
not anything like we would hear from them later on, I think. Yeah, no, not at all. I think it kind of adheres to that old pages stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I mean, it's fine, but I had never you heard think it. So? And I don't. Yeah, I think it, you can still hear it. They're still kind of like in that weird little AOR kind of a thing. They're Interesting. Trying to, they're trying to be poppier, but they're like, I feel like they're stuck in that thing. And they're like, we don't quite know. It's definitely poppier. And it's definitely like a heavier rock sound yes. than any of the pages yeah. stuff was, which is just like straight up radio pop. Yeah. I mean, it, I can I can hear that the essence of that, which they'll get out of a little more later. But it's I can still hear that. This is probably my favorite Mr. Mr. Song. I, I love this track. It's called Hunters of the Night. Um, it was the second single from their first uh, their first I Wear the Face album. And uh, it was actually their first Billboard hit as well. Number 57 on, on the charts. I can see it. Um, I don't. To me, this sounds like old rockers trying to be hip. So it's like I can like listen to it and enjoy it, bop it on the radio. But it still just sounds like old rockers who were like, we're pop now. Look what we can do. And it just doesn't quite work for me. It's like I just hear that. It's the little haze above the song for me. No, like, I'm, it doesn't quite work. Doesn't quite get there for me. I'm all about this. I think it's just this great, like, very new wave synth poppy kind of song. And uh, I have to shout out uh, Eugene, our friend who's been on the uh, show before, because he gets so annoyed with the lady in this music video. <laughs> <laughs> Like, the first time we ever talked about this song, he specifically even brought her up. He was like, yeah, but that lady in the video can have a seat. <laughs> I was like, the lady who's, like, dancing in the background? He's, like, he's like bizarrely annoyed with her existence. It's an, it's an interesting choice for a nemesis, but I respect it. He's like, she needs to stop dancing like that. That song is not that hype. That is true. That song is not that hype. That is very true. I agree. Yeah. She's a So, you know, it's funny when I got to this part in the discography, I was like, do we even really need to talk about these two songs? I mean, what is there to say about these songs that has not been said ad nauseum? Because everyone knows these, right? I think so. Yeah. So wh- where we are in chronologically, I Wear the Face comes out in 84. So fast forward to the next year, September 1985, Mr. Mr. releases the first of what would be two number ones in a row for them. Broken Wings. If you've ever listened to an 80s station, you know this song. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also a big hit for them in Europe. Um, I, I, I was like, why do we even need to talk about this? But then I found myself listening to the entire thing when I was sitting there it's taking awesome. notes. It's awesome. And yeah. it's always good. It's one of my favorite drunk karaoke songs. Like when I'm like drunk and emotional and I feel like I'm performing it in an emotional way that's never been performed before, which is a lie, but that's what I think when I've had too many bourbons and I, it's just so like, Oh, it's beautiful to me, but cheesy, but it's I like mean, that it's perfect so brand of like cheesy pop goodness that works where you know it's cheesy but you don't care you don't care it's so good 
why I mean, why do you think this song was the massive hit that it was? It's just bizarre to me that I don't know if like if I had been an AOR person or an AR person rather in uh, 1985 and I heard this, I don't know that I would have been like, this needs to be a single. Clearly, I would have been wrong, which is why yeah. it's a good thing I'm not. I don't work for a label. I think it's because what this is like late 85, right? Yeah. So I think that's like a really good transition time where a lot of weird stuff pops in. You've got a lot of weird dance stuff coming in. You've still got like the dreads of like this old rock and i think it's like that perfect in the middle of anything could be on the charts anything could hit it i think it's just in that good transition period also chicago and peter cetera are having oh hits. that's true and to me this is all very chicago peter yeah i mean cetera. this this is just like oh it's a whiny pop ballad that's what it is okay. and and but it's like a mid-tempo ballad. It's, it's not like a ballad that, ballad it's a mid-tempo bomb, ballad like that bomb something like boom 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 like, right. That's awesome. That's true. It does have a killer bass line. Yeah. This to me, though, recalls the pages stuff more than anything else they did, which is sort of funny. I could see that. That like, it's... like if, if Yacht Rock had still truly existed in 85, I think this was like the closest thing we had to Yacht Rock in 85 was this. OK, I'll give you that. Because I, I really do. I think that what, what was Yacht Rock evolved into these, you know, groups of four white dudes led by some blonde singer guy, you know, like these yeah. guys, level 42. Um who is a breathe? Oh God! Johnny yeah. hates jazz. You know, just like this is that's, why we think they're British. Yeah, exactly. This is why. It's like yacht rock evolved into this. Yeah. So the album, Welcome to the Real World, drops in November of 1985, is of course a number one album because Broken Wings was such a big hit. The next month, they released the second single, again a number one for them, Kiri, um, and again a top ten hit this across Europe. the corniest one. It really, I'm really is. I'm not as subscribed to this one as Broken Wings. No. But like, I'm going to sing along to it. So they have, they have this cheesy mid-tempo ballad that's a big hit for them, so of course, what do they drop for the next single? Something with religious undertones, because... There's two things America can't get enough of. There they are. Yeah. And so, of course, they have another big hit with this song. And uh, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> that's that's how I've always felt about this song. It's okay. You're right, though. The synth work on them is is very, it's uh, really very formidable. I'll give them that. I think that's what sets it apart. What's wrong? No, it was just the cat is doing. Oh, my cat is running stuff. around. Like she's like <laughs> she just got to look down at the ground. She's like, oh. well, it's like I can hear weird stuff, and then oh, like she keeps hitting my feet, uh, and I'm of, like, what is she doing? One of the cable twist ties from our equipment has fallen on the floor, and my cat is, <laughs> has seen it, and it's just like, <laughs> it's, just like it's like the Kill Bill siren, just like. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm just like, what is she doing? Is Hold she on a okay? minute, I'll, I'll grab that. You is keep talking okay? about Mister Mister. <laughs> Who just who just monologues about Mister Mister? This is <laughs> well, you had ten seconds to do it, and oh, you well. missed your chance. Um, yeah, I mean, what else is there to say about Kiri? Everybody knows this song. Everybody knows it. It's like, it's it's an '80s song. Just in case you ever wanted a pop song that evokes your favorite things, you repeat at a Catholic mass. There you there go. There you go. This is for you. Chosen road. I only wish what I could be. Kiri. 
So when you mentioned the mixtape earlier, the mix CD, this was the song I figured you were talking about. No. It's not? It's oh, not. okay. So yeah, May 86, the third uh, single from this record is This Love comes out. This was another top 10 hit, but you never hear this one. This one never gets played on pop I radio. Hear I hear it a lot on Sirius on like... Uh, first wave and like 80 stuff every once in a while and okay what's funny is i should that clarify I never... i'm talking about like when i was growing oh, up and when yeah. i was a little kid and first got into 80s music which was already retro at that True. time the quote-unquote 80s stations never no, this song was never on their with. playlist even though with. it was a number eight hit it had every reason to be but also i always like, get this i always forget about <laughs> like, this song no, I always like some some it. angry program director at clear channel like no diana you get two mr mr songs cut one of them <laughs> And this was Diana's least favorite. I've just made up a character. I don't know who Diana is. <laughs> no, I always forget about this song. It's like one of those songs that I always like, I'll see it. And I'm like, how does this one go? And I think it's because I get it confused with, um, is this love from White from White Snake? Yes. And yes. it's just, just based on the title. But it's like my brain only has room for one. Well, and they would have been around the same time, right? Yeah, it would have been about yeah, the same I, time. I, okay, so like this, 86, 87. Yeah, this White was, Snake I think crap. White Snake was 87. I'm going to look it up while we're discussing yeah. this. But this was definitely May 1986. And it was called, Is It Love? So it would be interesting if White Snake's Is This Love came out yeah. after that and eclipsed yeah. it yeah i don't they just they stick yep. together in my brain 1987 it was the second single from uh that album for for white snake so yeah weird yeah but it's all it is not mr mister's fault i actually do like that song better i like theirs better but yeah. it's like in my head i've got the white snake and it's not going away i'd love it too can yeah, i get I, surgery I, for that <laughs> love it did you happen to watch the music video for this one there's some weird Stepford Wives stuff going on here. It takes place in this big, sprawling, beautiful, modern mansion. And there's, I, I can't tell if it's implicit that, like, the lady in the video is supposed to be, like, an android, like a Stepford Wife, like, spoiler. Um, I, I don't know what's going on, but it's questionable content. Hashtag questionable content. <laughs> I hold you near me. You say I scare you. Well, that's your fear. I know the message my heart is sending. But you don't read it, you keep me guessing Is it love, is it love we're after? Is it love, is it, is it love? So just uh, one more bizarro kind of single from, from this album, this song Black White. I, it's it's got it's got a good beat. I mean it is a and song. It's a song. I forgot about it immediately. Yeah. Like I played it when I was doing dishes and yeah. I went to go write some notes about it and then I was like, like did I listen to that? Yeah, like literally <laughs> the dishes were more interesting than the song. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a it's a song they did. It is a song they released as a single yes. for some reason. Also wanted to mention the B-side to Black White uh, called Life Goes On, which is kind of interesting. Um, it, they, it's a live version, and it was actually from their first album. And they say on the recording, hey, this is a song from our first album, and we really like it a lot, and we want to play it again tonight. This was uh, unexpected, because it's like, it's like they're trying to be Prince. 
Which is weird. You got some Prince drum machine action. You got the slap into bass. Interesting. Like, Interesting. It was just like I turned it on and then I was like, I thought I hit the wrong button. Like I was like, that is not what I meant to play. And then I was like, what are they doing here? Are they like they have a weird day. That is that's an interesting uh, comparison. Yeah, I would like, that would not have occurred to me. Like, yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, the song is just fine. I guess. Like, I don't love it. Yeah, I, I mean, it. it definitely sounds different but than anything different, on that album. And yeah. I appreciate that. Jumping ahead uh, about a year and a half now to August of 1987 and the lead single um, from their third album, which was called Something Real, parentheses, Inside Me, slash Inside You, end parentheses. Gross. <laughs> gross. <laughs> I knew you'd have something to say about that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to say. Gross. Um, I actually kind of like this song, though. Yeah, it was another top 40 hit. It's another it's And again, another, another one, never, never heard this on the radio the lyrics, when I was little. The lyrics I cannot do. I would like to rewrite the lyrics because mm. it's just like... It's just so lofty and corny and like yes. philosophical. It's like, I'm looking for something. I hate anything where it's like, well, I really want something. I'm like, you are a pop band. Right. In 1987. This is, this is the equivalent Let's of. Let's calm down about what's real here. The equivalent of people who uh, in their profiles on dating apps put things like, um, just looking for a drama free relationship. Uh, I don't like drama. I'm like, what does that mean? Fake people swipe left. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what does that mean? Wow. If you don't like. If you don't like music, get out of yeah. here. I, mean, I like that, music and hanging that, out with who friends. Who doesn't like music? Who's just like, I've never heard a song I like. <laughs> exactly. What does that mean? Ugh. See, this is why I don't do dating apps. I'd rather die. You're also in a relationship. But I didn't mean him on a dating app. He just says that dumb stuff to me on purpose. Like, in person. <laughs> it's much better. The next month would be when the album comes out. It's called Go On. And that's the only way I'm willing to pronounce it because of the ellipsis. Go On. Go on. <laughs> Do you think DJs like said it when they were announcing that? <laughs> All right, Ebony 902 The Sturge got the new album for Mr. Mr. Go On. <laughs> um, I hope so. I doubt uh, it, but I hope so. Yeah, they actually did crack the uh, the top 100 on the albums chart with this one at number 55. Uh Okay, um, we're not even going to talk about the next couple singles they put out because they're so horrible and forgettable. They were called Healing Waters and The Border. If you're curious and you want to go yeah. look them up, knock yourself out. Yeah. They were a total snooze fest. Yes, exactly. Um, but we did want to talk about Stand and Deliver, which um, was a song that they re-recorded for this album, having released it the previous year uh, on the soundtrack to the 1986 film Young Blood. You know, the Edward James Almos and Lou Diamond Phillips vehicle. Yes, it's uh, like a, a sports crime drama. I don't, you know, it's about uh, hockey players, I think. Yeah, I've never seen it. I yeah, don't care. Yeah, whatever. Also, this is the one I love. Lou Diamond Phillips and hockey. Count me out. I don't I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this don't is kink, the one you love? Don't kink shame me. <laughs> <laughs> don't you kink shame me. 
This is the oh. one that I love. This is the one that I love. Okay. I had never heard it before, and it came on that mix, and I was like, who is this? I was like, man, this is like a jam. Sorry to shatter all of your La Bamba slapshot crossover dreams. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one's all right. I mean, it's certainly I better like than the it. previous two. It's like a, it's like a good pop song. Got a little driving rock thing. It's definitely the bass a, is good. Like it's a good. I, it was unexpected. It's and definitely again. an '80s soundtrack song for oh, sure. One hundred percent, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. So this is kind of interesting. They actually recorded a fourth album in 1989 called Pull that then did not get released. And after like years and years and years of fighting, finally, this album got released in 2010. So it was the same thing that happened with New Shoes, where New Shoes had recorded a third album for Atlantic, but it didn't get released until I think it was 2011. Um, and it was called Kung Pao Chicken, (laughs) but (laughs) they had retitled it. Um, But... Mr. Mister's fourth album, Pull, did get released finally under that title on Richard Page's own label in 2010. So you can go listen to this album immediately uh, if you want to. Um, as far as what happened to Mr. Mister, um, I could find no explanation for this. Um, <laughs> their Wikipedia page literally says that they broke up on September 25th, 1990. I have to know what happened. What happened on that day? Who's, whose diary did they read right? to get that date back? Like, was there just like, all right, guys, we're going to meet on the 25th and we're going to talk about the future of the band. Like, does that happen? That's my boyfriend's second week birthday. He was two weeks old. Maybe he killed them. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. What I desperately need someone to write the fanfic of what happened on September 25th, 1990 that broke up Mr. Mister. I looked, I scoured interviews. I could not find what happened on September 25th, 1990. So I did you do a nice on this day in history thing just to see if like maybe they took no, a celebrity a celebrity death hard that didn't occur to me oh my gosh like I could like if somebody from ABBA died like right now I could wreak destruction in all of the relationships in my life and it wouldn't be about those relationships <laughs> it would be really about ABBA oh yeah you're right so maybe something like really uh, tragic or or sad happened mm-hmm. until we know I, the full the story the world will oh, never know. Until we know the full story, we can only speculate. So if they want us to stop speculating. Yeah. One of them should hit us up and let us know. So here's as far as what the guys were up to since then. um, Richard Page became a session musician and he became a songwriter again. My favorite. He has a lot, a lot, a lot of credits. My favorite, though, um, he wrote. uh, Remember the Madonna song? I'll remember from With Honors. Oh, my God. I love that song. That was was all Richie Page. What? Um. He's also go figure uh, friends with Richard Marks, who got him into ring, <laughs> who got him into uh, Ringo Starr's eleventh All Star Band, and he toured with them whenever that happened. Um, Steve George became Kenny Loggins's musical director in the nineties, and I honestly cannot think of a more depressing job. Also, to F- sign Finney. on in the nineties to be Kenny Loggins's musical director. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's a ship that's on its way up. Um, he also ended up touring with Jewel. 
There you go. Uh, the drummer, uh, Mastoletto, he joined with the band King Crimson. He joined, uh, mm. remember King Crimson? Yeah. yeah he joined them. Um, he lives in Austin, Texas now, which I feel like is an appropriate place for sure. a studio musician to live. And uh, Steve Ferris, uh, the guitar player, the only notable credit I could find of his post Mr. Mister was playing guitar on the Celine Dion song Falling Into You. Oh, Falling Into You. Steve I knew you would know that. Ferris. I don't know. I just changed the lyrics. <laughs> I, I, I remember that that was the title the of the album. Song, I don't yeah. think I've ever actually heard the title. I don't title think track. it was released as a single. But there you but go. Steve song. Ferris from Mr. Mister played guitar on that track. And that's what they've been up to since then. <laughs> so there you go. That's Mr. Mister. Is Steve George still hanging out with Kenny Loggins? I, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, you know, you always. I'm, I'm more interested in knowing what happened on September 25th, 1990. Yeah. We're if you have it. any ideas on what that might have been, feel free to uh, contact us on our website, which is offbeattrackscast.com. Yes. And we're also on Twitter at offbeattracks. So you can tweet us. Um, we will take threads of fanfic. Yes. If you'd like. Yes, please. And, I would uh, say to keep it clean, but you don't have to. Come on. No, That's come on. The, who yeah. needs fanfic? Do, do your worst. The, yeah. Let's let's get weird. Let's we'll get see weird. you next time. Bye. <laughs>